0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The ALCS and the NLCS are upon us. And right here on Pintar for breakfast, we'll be talking about that and a little bit about the GM and what the Phillies fans can expect as there are a lot of changes happening in Philadelphia, but around baseball, the LCS tonight, and starting tomorrow, the Braves and Dodgers. Right here, we're going to talk about it on Pine Tar for Breakfast. Mm-hmm. What up and welcome to another episode of Pine Talk for Breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. And as we get set for tonight's matchup in San Diego between the Tampa Bay Rays, the one seed and the Houston Astros, the six seed. Well, let, let's be honest, uh, saying the Houston Astros in this situation is one of those things where I don't think a lot of us would have predicted especially the way the season had started the way that the Astros played throughout the season uh, this is a a franchise that was decimated by well themselves and what they created with the situation of stealing signs uh, Jeff Lunau, the general manager who was let go also AJ Hinch a, you just didn't know how it was going to respond the, the team was going to respond and um, Dusty Baker was brought in. And sure enough, I mean, look they they're doing their things because they got really good players. Uh, the Houston Astros. I hope people don't forget what has happened. Uh, they're the instant villain in this whole situation, the Final Four. But you're you're looking at at something that they have earned because why? Because they've beat the two teams that have. Have uh, come in front of them in in the Minnesota Twins and the Oakland A's. Uh, they outslug the Oakland A's. I mean, you're just talking about home run after home run after home run. Carlos Correa is hitting like 800 with a 2,000 OPS, four home runs in that series against the Oakland A's in Los Angeles. Now, you're wondering, uh, can they continue this against the Rays? And we, as Philly fans, got to see the Rays and talk about the Rays towards the end of the season and how phenomenal they were uh, at playing winning baseball. You're looking at a team that, to me, defines what, it's, what it is to play complementary baseball. You talk about it in football all the time, but here in baseball, I think there's one thing that we could talk about more than anything, and that is pitching, defense, base running, relief corps. And your offense, and it just this team does it together. And you look, and you're going, okay. Well, it's nice to have two of three, two of five of those uh, of those things happen at a time. When you start getting three, four, and then all five hitting at at the same time, I mean that's impressive. And what we saw with Joey Wendell, whether he's the 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 guy or not, it doesn't matter. His favorite player growing up was Chase Utley. And growing up, going to uh, uh what you know, out of Westchester, he's a Malvern prep kid. But you're, you're looking at it and going, okay, why are the Tampa Bay Rays successful? Well, they're very smart in drafting, uh, their player development, I think, is a huge thing. And for me, I look at this franchise and I go, you know. They do everything smart, they take chances, and they have everyone on the same page. Isn't that how successful businesses work? Successful businesses work when everyone's on the same page. And the analytic world we live in, the people that that don't like it and understand it, it it's about understanding it more than anything. Buying in, being on the same page, and pulling on the same side of the rope. And the Rays do such a good job of that. What's going to be interesting is both teams tonight have... I'm not going to say struggled against left handed pitchers, but the left handed pitchers have really been, you know, they've 500 on the year for the Rays at nine and eight against them, against starters. And they're going to face Framber uh, Valdez, who really has been special this year, uh, not only in the postseason, but throughout the year, he's been really good. We look at a guy that it took over for Verlander. Um, when they're really struggling to find that guy, we saw him in the pen a little bit last year, uh, going into the world series. And you're looking at a guy now that walked 13 and a half percent last year. He's walked five and a half percent this year, now, the plate appearances against them. That is a drastic change. That is someone finding the strike zone. Um uh, he's getting a ton of strikeouts on his curveball. When you see this thing, it's a power curve. Uh, he could pitch up in the zone. He could pitch it down the zone. He, Really crowds the right-handed hitters that he faces, and he only has to face a few for the Rays. A very left-handed, dominant team. But Mike Brasso, who had one of the most incredible postseason at-bats that we've seen in a long time, maybe since a uh, Matt Stairs at-bat against Jonathan Broxton in L.A. Well, he did that in San Diego against the guy that threw one 101 miles an hour behind his head September 1st. And to me, the race franchise really set the tone in everything that they had done and talked about in that moment when it wasn't about revenge. Yes, they were pissed. yes, they had they they were ready to go and fight, do all that stuff. but they settled down Kevin Cash, uh, who's done an incredible job, uh, settled these guys down to a point where it wasn't about let's get revenge. By hitting them and, and doing this and causing stuff. No. Let's beat them. Let's just beat them. That not that the sweetest revenge is when you go out and just flat out kick their you-know-whats? And that, that to me, is one of those things I'm going to look at with uh, the Rays and moving forward. is how they handled that one situation against the Yankees. The next day, Brasso goes out and he hits two homers. Well, guess what he does? He takes as Chapman, 10th pitch of, of that at bat in the eighth inning to put him up on top and win that game. Um, I, I, I just, I, I see this team as not a team of destiny because a team of destiny to me, uh, isn't good technically. You don't know, no, everyone writes them off. This team is damn good. They got everything. And you look at their pitching staff, you look at what they're able to do. They're able to go with Blake Snell tonight, which I think is a bigger, bigger deal than, um, not being able to have, you know, if they throw Blake Snell and Glass now in that final game, they don't have their number one going. So you got Charlie Morton still available uh, to go game two. We'll understand in a, in a little bit about Glass now uh, where, what the plans are with him. But I, I think something that we need to talk about is, it. don't you? I mean, I would love for you to respond at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. The five-game series in five straight days. How much did you love that? I loved it based on the fact that I got to see, we got to see who the true best teams are. Isn't that what the playoffs are supposed to be about? Isn't that what the, you know, defining who the World Series champion is, is the best team? Not the best 18 individuals or 16 individuals on any given day. No, it's about the team, the depth that your franchise has created. And for me, the Rays have done a hell of a job. For the Astros, they got the same guys that we have known about for a long time. Uh, Carlos Correa is really raking. Jose Altuve starting to heat up. Alex Bregman has been okay. George Springer's starting to heat up. And it's just going to be about the pitching and understanding who they are and what they can do. Now, the one thing that I will argue with people is like, see, oh, they don't know. what. They're... No, they're in June. And three of the last four years, they have been a top two team in the month of June offensively, average, and OPS, top two. Now, last year, they struggled a little bit, a little bit. They were 15th in uh, Major League Baseball, average, and OPS during that time. And so this is like the month of June for them. And so that's why they're starting to heat up. You're seeing that happen a little bit, and they're they're in it together. They understood what was at stake. They understood that they're going to have to do this together. They're going to have to do this based on the fact that no one believes, you know, that w- what they've done in the past is is real, which it may not be. Uh, but in the end, guess what? They're there. And Dusty Baker has done one hell of a job. Uh, Dusty Baker, one of the classiest human beings you'll ever come across in the game of baseball. But for me, uh, Dusty is, is someone I root for. It's hard to at times. It's hard to at times because of, you know, what's going on right now with the Astros and what has gone on. Uh, But at the same time, uh, knowing him for years, understanding who he is as a person and the fight that he has for his players. I am pumped for him and I just hope the Rays win. Anyway, that's about it. Now with the best part for me is that National League part where we get to see a team that we uh, battled against, struggled against. We really had some good battles against, uh, later on especially in Atlanta but the Braves and the Braves and the Dodgers the one versus two uh, you couldn't ask for a better matchup in my mind you look at, at starting pitching that's starting to finally click and that is the Atlanta Braves Max Fried uh, who's been special all year he's starting in game one tomorrow night Ian Anderson the number three overall pick behind Mickey Moniak in 2016. Still, easily one of those guys that you could say uh, from day one, everyone said top pitching prospect that, that's coming out of this draft, absolutely out of New York. Uh, it's sad and it sucks because you got a guy that could be in this rotation, you know, barring injury for years and years to come with Mike Soroka, Max Fried, and Kyle Wright, who has absolutely turned it on. And we're seeing someone that didn't an about face. And You know, the whole analytic world has gone to understanding that high high velocity is a a good thing, but high velocity at the letters and breaking balls are that's how you do it. That's how you're you're succeeding. Forcing fastballs, curveballs. That's not who Kyle Wright's been. And he's been searching for his identity for years. And he finally, I feel, has hit that stride. Why? He did a Zach Evelyn. Rick Kranitz and him talked about it enough to the point where they're going, you know, you're a sinker-slider guy, let's do it. He was 7% sinker in the month of August. And for the first time, he was at, or at 35% uh, forcing fastball. He is now at 44% in September of that sinker, throwing the slider, and it's knowing thyself, knowing that, you know what, I could pitch up in the zone late if I have to, but that's not where I throw. I pitch at the bottom of the zone. I throw at the top of the zone. And him being at the top of the zone early, he was behind in counts. Now you're seeing him ahead. And that breaking ball is a really, really, really good pitch for Kyle Wright. So it's scary to think that they they are finally hitting their stride. And then you go to the offensive side and you look at, you know, Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna, Uh, Darno's really had an about face as well. Um, as he made that adjustment last year in Tampa, taking it over and he's been just incredible in the playoffs, 1500 OPS. And you're looking at something that you're just, oh man, that guy's damn good. Well, you know, you go up and down that lineup. It's great. But is that the best part about them? They were, they literally scored one less run than the Dodgers during the season. And we don't talk, I don't feel like we talked enough about that offense But their bullpen, who has been ridiculous, we saw that time and time again against the Phillies, how they were able to stop a lot of things that the Phillies were doing. Because why? Because they have guys that have closed games in the past. They don't think about like the moment being too big. The moment's been they've already lived the moment. Isn't that what you're you're hoping for and wanting? Uh, Mark Melanson, Will Smith, Shane Green, Chris Martin. Uh, Luke Jackson, AJ mentor. All these guys have saves in their career. Now it's Mark Melanson's job. That's not my point. My point is it's not the Rays where they have 13 guys this year, this season have saves. But my point is, is they, they have guys that they can mix and match. Um, last year, they like the Washington nationals had to go out and find bullpen help. They did. And getting Shane green, Getting Chris Martin, getting Mark Melanson, then this offseason signing Will Smith, they got experience. They got guys that are legit, and we, they, the Atlanta Braves are reaping the benefits. Now they have the the guys from their own system that are coming in and doing a lot of things. And for me, I really think that the Braves are prime for an upset. That's why I have the Raves and Bra- Rays and Braves, Rays and Braves, the Rays and Braves. In my World Series. Now, that's not to take anything away from the Dodgers. The Dodgers have been legit. And you talk about a veteran, youthful, very powerful lineup. But, yeah, they have that. Um, you want to put a lineup to – I mean, like these are the two best lineups. Let's be honest. The two best lineups in, in the National League, maybe in Major League Baseball, are the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. So, with that being said – what what else do the Dodgers have? Well, they they run the bases perfectly. They are a team that is very aggressive, fast. Doesn't matter about stolen bases, but they're smart. They take the extra base. They don't. It, it never seems like there is a close play at the plate, um, or on the base pass. It just it just seems like that. I feel like I've watched a plenty of Dodger baseball this year because I've gone home after Phillies games. And oh, by the way, they're on. Yes, I want to see great teams play. I do. So watching the Dodgers play, watching that lineup, uh, it, it, it's very interesting. Now their their starting staff—Walker Buehler, Dustin May, Clayton Kershaw—have uh, all been really, really, you know, fantastic at times. Uh, you're seeing Kershaw and Dustin May more, more or less, better right now than they've ever been. Uh, and, and and we're seeing Walker Buehler start to get back to those things. He has a blister; he's been dealing with that. So that's something I'm going to watch when that series starts tomorrow. The biggest thing, the Dodgers lost Caleb Ferguson. Caleb Ferguson was a left-handed pitcher, 96-97 from the left side, that to me uh, was going to be and needed to be utilized a little bit in a series like this, right? He was their best left-handed reliever at the time when he got hurt, went down to Tommy John. But Julio Urias has been fantastic, but he's a multi-inning guy. Is he going to be the guy to go get Freddie Freeman? Like Those are the questions that we have to find, and it's the chess match that that we're going to be seeing. There's really nothing that the Dodgers and the Braves don't know about each other or that we don't know about them. Because why? Because they have legit players. Whoever they bring in, they are legit. Well, like Enciarte for the Braves. He's only won like three or four gold gloves in center field. That's one of your guys off the bench? Okay, well... You got Jock Peterson on the bench. You got other guys for for the Dodgers that you're going, wow, this, I mean, these teams, it's not about depth. It's about the quality depth. And I I, I think when you, you look at these franchises, you look at two teams and you look at the Rays and the Dodgers and you go, well, Friedman came from the Rays and continued his ways. There's already a lot of talent, immense amount of talent in the Dodgers organization. Uh, and you're able to supplement a lot of things uh, by you know having these guys there, so it it, it just it, it's incredible the the Blake Trinan, um, you look at uh, Kenley Jansen who's really struggled, but but if they utilize him, if he has the, the the egoless mentality where he doesn't care if he gets the save or not, he does I'm sure he does, but let's be honest, it, they're only going to go as far as Kenley Jansen's attitude is going to take him. And that attitude's always proven that he's, you know, about the team and all that stuff. Well, he's been struggling quite a bit. So that to me is the biggest difference between these two teams. Yes, the Dodgers had a plus one thirty six run differential this year. Yes, that's a lot because their pitching is really, really dominant. But, but there's Achilles' heel to them. For me, it is their it is their bullpen. It's not their offense. It's definitely not their defense because that's legit. That's not their base running. It is their bullpen. Uh, They got a lot of dudes there, but they don't have, I don't know. It's just not the same as the Braves. That's why I'm going Braves. I am going Braves and I'm going Braves Rays for that reason. Um, And so maybe we'll catch up and do a lot of that at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. This is pintar for breakfast. And for me, I hope you interact with me throughout the rest of the playoffs because uh, the ALCS, NLCS, and the World Series. I I just really hope for th- this game is going to be fantastic in itself. For the Phillies, uh, last week Matt Clintack was let go or he stepped down. Um, John Middleton and him making that move. Andy McPhail still in. Um, you know, it, it just it'll be interesting to see. Look, you know, Matt Klintak, uh it's I, I think has a, had a tough job. He did a good job in doing some things that he set out to do, but I th- you know at the end of the day it's a it's a production business and they didn't produce you know no winning season since 2011, uh, no playoffs since 2011, and and that's a bigger deal than I think we're 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 making because or not a bigger deal than we're making because I think getting to the playoffs here in Philadelphia uh, is is number one. Um, yes, you want the titles. Yes, you want all that. But there needs to be an expectation by the fans and the franchise to get to the postseason. And then from there, I mean, we all know. it's not just about the talent that wins it, it's about the teams that win it. And you hope you get there and the everything executes in in a right, you know frame of mind. For me, I'm looking at the Dodgers, I'm looking at the Rays. Those are the only two organizations I'm looking at, and i'm I'm going from there. You could tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I just don't find, you know, you go to certain situations and say, oh, well, they're, they're doing it here. No, those are two sustained franchises where their player development, uh, their ability to create quality depth more than anything has stood out. And if if it's me making that decision, the Rays, Eric Neander um, is one of those names that I'd be looking at. And if I I just really, really hope they do. Now, another guy that if anyone is wondering about, it it would be my number one choice. It's not from the Rays and the Dodgers. It's Billy Owens of the Oakland Athletics. And he's a Bellerman Bell. That's right. Myself, Pat Burrell, uh, someone that knows him very well. He would be nothing but good for this franchise. You talk about a, a really, really quality person who's got a lot of time in this game as a scout, is um, vice president um, for the Oakland A's, I think would be someone that they should look at. But in the meantime, that is the decision not made by me. It is made by John Middleton and the entire front office for your Philadelphia Phillies. Until then, I feel like we should be talking more playoffs. And maybe we have some things about the gm job let's stay up front with it right here on pie tower for breakfast peace